Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well... Oh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Man show champion of the CAA, Jacksonville Dragons head coach Zach Spiker with me on the Boston Man show. Coach Spiker, gonna talk to you, man. How's life up there in Philly, man? Yeah, we're doing great, JR. It's great to see you again. I think we talked a few falls ago as our season was getting started. Is that right? Last year, too, coach. Last year, too. Okay, perfect. That's right. That's right. I'll try to make sure I get you at least once a year, coach. I'll try to. I'll try to make sure I get to talk to you at least once a year. So, hey. You just want a, you just want a cheese steak. That's what you want. Yes, I love those. I love them. Chicken <laughs> cheese steak. Chicken. Chicken cheese steak. I got you. Yes, indeed. Well, coach, tell us about your year, man. I know last year about this time was crazy. We already know what's going on. So talk about the journey for your team. Been, been away from you guys all that time to come back on campus, get ready for this year, knowing what it was all going to be about. Tell us about the journey from – this summer until now, Coach, and what the journey has been like for you and your team. Yeah, Jr. you're right. It was about a year ago when Rudy Gobert um, basically shut down the sport of basketball uh, with his positive coronavirus test. Uh, everybody reacted quickly. The tournament was canceled, and uh, our guys were sent home. We have four international guys. They had to get back home, and our other players had to get to their homes. We have two guys from Atlanta. Uh, they had to get home, and uh, they spent the summer there. We lived on Zoom once a week throughout the entire spring and summer had guest speakers, met up with our guys. Uh, and then we finally got back to campus sometime in September and started preparing for the season. Once the season started going um, and the testing protocols were in place and it, we followed the protocols for the city of Philadelphia. So Drexel was right in downtown Philly. So the NCAA was doing three times a week, but the city of Philadelphia said, if you're going to play, here's the protocol. And that was every single day. So we were wow. testing daily uh, from about, uh, late October, early November until Christmas break. And we came back and we tested daily. I think we missed one day because of a snowstorm. That's it. Wow. And for your guys being international guys coming back into the country, like your guys from Atlanta, like we're, we've been wide open since April 24th, coach. So, at least, at least. Right? So, so, so how was it to them guys telling you about how wide open it was down here come up, come up with the Philly when it was more, People were more smarter. I'm gonna say they were smarter up there uh, than they were down here. For yeah, I don't know if I, I don't know if I was used use those words. My brother would get mad at me because he lives he lives in uh, Smyrna, so I'm not gonna say smarter. But um, I think the threat of of the potential harm um, was at a higher rate of concern in the Northeast, right? So we had guys that on a team that lived in New York, and they drove to Atlanta to get workouts and play with guys in Atlanta just to get 
out of the way where you, where things were a little more open. So um, the virus was the same everywhere. Everybody's interpretation and reaction from a government standpoint has been very different. So, but our job as coaches and, and leaders is we got to adapt and adjust to the circumstances in our town, in our area and, and go from there. So um, what could be done in Atlanta is different than what could be done in Philadelphia. So, and that's fine. If we lived in Atlanta, maybe we go about things differently, but right now during this process, we had to adhere to the city of Philadelphia and their CDC guidelines and protocols for the coronavirus. Um, did it, it didn't linger. It didn't hang, uh, didn't keep us from doing things that much because our guys were incredibly disciplined. The big thing we told our guys all season was the most disciplined team is going to win this. And we said it nonstop. Um, and initially, I think you could say that any year. Right, because you're talking about defense and offensive efficiency, defensive transition, checking out, rebounding. Um, but there was an extra element this year that the, the most disciplined team meant. Are you washing your hands? Are you not touching your face? Are you wearing your mask? Are you not being in closed areas? Are you not going to parties? Are you staying disciplined with your social life to give you a chance? And I really give our guys all the credit in the world. They put themselves in good situations to be disciplined. And then they still have to play some great basketball, which they did last week. And, Coach, you being right downtown Philly, you all can pretty much walk and not really drive that much. So I think that helped you guys as well, being downtown where you are. Guys not getting in cars, getting in cars together, getting in close spaces. So I feel like that helped you all a lot. Because you all, only team in your conference, didn't have a, a pause on your own. Now, you missed games because of other people's pauses, but not a pause of you guys' own doing. I appreciate your research, and I appreciate how you say that, because it's kind of like uh, we st we're still not out of the woods. we got to test tomorrow before we go to Indianapolis, and we got to test there. So we're all a little anxious and nervous like we have been the whole time. But uh, it's kind of like talking about a pitcher. You know, in the eighth inning, he hasn't given up any hits yet. And the announcer's not going to say, that guy's got a no-hitter goal, right? You don't want to jinx it. But yeah. um, our guys to this point have been incredibly disciplined, and I appreciate how you said that. But, uh, yeah, that's that's what it is. And uh, the credit goes to our players and our medical staff who've put the parameters in place for us to be successful and to, to mitigate any potential risk of, of the virus spreading. But you're right. You make a great point, JR. Our players live in some incredible living um, – properties that are private that are also part of their scholarship situation at Drexel that overlook the city of Philadelphia. It's a 28 story building that is across the street from our arena. And uh, so you're right. They don't have to get in the car. Uh, there's all sorts of Chipotle, old Nelson, every, um, you know, modern sandwich and subway and taco shop. You can imagine within probably three blocks. And uh, so you want Jimmy John's Dunkin' Donuts, whatever it is, um, guys want they can get out of their room walk to it with a mask on get and go back to the room and not have that crazy amount of exposure like they're driving to uh which now we were down to conference tournament we had cookout every night <laughs> i love cookout love it yeah every game we won we celebrated with milkshakes so uh, we like some cookout yeah, I love me a, a good vanilla or chocolate, or strawberry coat, chocolate milkshake. I love it all, man. Hey, cook and run right down to my house. I'm out from my house. It's a cookout right now. So you gave me out there for dinner already, coach. Thank you so much, man. <laughs> when I uh, when I come visit you, Jr., get, put me down for an Oreo mint milkshake, please. I sure will, Coach. And, and Coach, I'm asking man, tell us about the mental aspect of your team this year, man, because as you said, being disciplined, you have to be mentally tough in every facet. Because one slip up could be 
a mishap for everybody involved. So tell us about how you guys mentally prepared for this year. Get, and probably brought you closer together because you're going through something together. All these protocols are together. So this year as a coach, you know, you do, you do a lot of coaching, but this year you really had to walk to walk as a coach, a player from the manager's own down. We ought to be on the same lockstep in about this one mission, being safe and secure and playing great basketball to win games for Drexel and get you guys back to the tournament for seven, 25 years. I was eight years old when you left the tournament, Coach. So I'm loving it. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's it's very exciting for everybody to, to be going to the tournament and to representing Drexel University. It's a first-class institution. It's a, it's a top 100 school, um, and it's a great academic institution. So there's so many people. Um, so many alumni across the country, around the world that have, that have called in and written us and with pride they're taking in our program. It's great for our guys to see the impact they can have uh, with successful winning basketball. But uh, yeah, I think you asked about what, you just got to be ready for sudden change. We talked about it. Um, how quickly can you adapt to a new situation and what's going on? Sudden change was really, really important for us. And Hey, we're going to find out Thursday. That game Saturday? Nah, no game. All right. And then as a staff, we got to manage you talked about mentally, okay, it's a big letdown, no game. So one day we found out the day of the game, no game. Well, we just stayed in our uniforms at inter-squad scrimmage. <laughs> Got after guys and competed. Um, and then another time we only we took a day off and said, hey, we'll see you the next day. Um, but you're right, we had to be creative with it. You know, I even have a video clip here for you. I don't know if you want me to share the screen or not, but I'd be willing to do it to you. Please just do. To show you Please um, do. what our guys did. We did different games where we'd have uh, – our two, two guys that hadn't played as much as others, they were the captains. They'd pick the team. They split into seven guys on a team. They'd coach the team, first team to 11 wins, all right? The penalty was the last man left standing had to run a conditioning drill in front of everybody. So you take the winning team, they're off the hook, okay? Take the losing team, split them into three on three, and they fight and play to seven points. The winning team's off the hook. They don't have to run. Now you're down to three guys. One of these three guys is going to run this drill in front of everybody else. So it was incredible peer pressure. It got really, really competitive. Um, and it was in February during one of our long pauses. And we just did it to kind of have some fun. And that day, I would point to that drill on that day, and I'll show you the guy's reaction if it's okay, JR. But that reaction, you can, Coach. Go right ahead. Let me see if I can do this here. I'm not as technologically yeah, – you have to make me a host to do that. So are you able to do that? Let me see, because, yeah, okay, everybody's a host. Yeah, we go. Every year we go. See, live radio, people, here we go. There you go, Coach. You're the man. Okay, so can you see this right there? I sure can. All right, so I'll try and turn the volume down here if I can. But these are the final two guys. And the guy right here is an all-tournament player for us in the conference tournament just now. All right? And this is a guy, a graduate transfer, Anto. We didn't play very much. We call it the Hunger Games. We got the music going in the background. They're shaking the camera. All right, we're playing to three. It's two to two. All right, so now it's getting real. This guy's gonna lose. He's gonna have to run a conditioning drill. This is February 10th, I believe. We're in the middle of our 19-day pause. What do we do to keep it light? It's two to two. This is the game. Look at look at our players. They're all into it. A starter versus a guy that doesn't play much. Bucket, look at this. Guys running everywhere. Incredible, right? Yes. They, they're really about their teammate. They're so happy for that guy. It's one. How beautiful is that? So I, when I saw that and I watched it on film over and over again, you just could tell our guys loved each other. They cared about each other. And, and they didn't care. 
if people wanted to restructure their schedule, they couldn't handle their testing, whatever the reason to not play us, we were going to get better and we were going to have fun doing it. And uh, that's the best example I could show you. And coach, you said you have two guys from Georgia on your roster and I love it. And I want you to tell us about those two young men on your roster from city of Atlanta and Georgia state. Cause I'll tell you what, coach, we have a lot of great players for you guys up there in yes, Philly. You do. And yes, you do. I want Listen, you to keep Georgia. coming out here and getting these guys, because guess what? If other, others in the big South, the SOCOMs, SEC don't want them, you can have them, Coach Spiker. Hey, you give my blessing. Hey, take them all, man. <laughs> yeah, you're very kind, JR. Listen, Drexel's a great academic school. It sets you up not only for four years, but for the next 40 years, the rest of your life. That degree is regionally dominant and internationally prominent. Wherever you go, you can have success with a Drexel degree. So we've got two guys. One of them is a sophomore. I know we've talked about before, TJ Bickerstaff, right? Grandson of the great Bernie Bickerstaff in the NBA. Uh, JB's nephew, who's the coach of the Cavaliers right now. Uh, TJ's from Sandy Creek High School. His high school coach is John Michael Nickerson. They've got a great team. I think they advanced to the state finals or, or semifinals last week. Uh, they've got a couple of really good young players on their team. John Michael's been a good coach, was an assistant at Kennesaw for some time. And, uh, you know, we like to take – we don't care where we take our players from, JR. We want well-coached players. Yes. Right? High-character kids well-coached young players, and both TJ from Sandy Creek and Lamar Odin Jr., who uh, went to Green Forest High School, played for Coach Roy Griffin, are both that. They represent their high schools and their families, and they are so much – they're just absolute ambassadors for Drexel basketball. They're great young men. And Coach Spiker, what, what people don't realize is Atlanta has a great development of AAU coaches, high school coaches, very high mm -hmm. level. It's not just go the ball out and play. It's very high level. It's yeah. very They're well programs. They're programs. They're not yes. teams. They're programs, AAU programs. Yes. And it's just so great to see it because, I mean, these guys are listening and setting guys up to success when they get come to you or whoever they get, play for D1. They're ready to play because they've been trained well in a program and been given the tools to develop as young men and as players. And so when you get them, you can just help mold them into some even greater. Take that, that clay and keep molding that clay to some even better and better and better. And at the end of the day, you want to give them an experience and impact their life as young men while winning basketball games. We're going to do that as coaches. Drexel is going to do that from an academic standpoint. And we're going to win some games. And these guys are going to be better basketball players and better people when they graduate and leave. And that's that's what it's all about. And Coach Spiker, just seeing your, your journey this year, man, I just want to tell you, man, your team so resilient. And you know what? This is something so – for your team forever, forever. We won in the most hardest year ever. We won this tournament, and we did it together. Representing this university has won. The Dragons is one nation. 25 years, and we did it. And I, that's forever, ever. Your staff, from everybody from top down, administration-wise, you all should just be happy because it all came together and took a great group of people to this village here of Drexel to get the job done, man. And I'm just proud well, of you guys. I appreciate you saying that, JR. You know, there's been some other really good basketball teams at Drexel that didn't have the good fortune of the selection committee. You know, in particular, I think of the 2012 team that won 20 straight games, coached by Bruiser Flint, an incredible team that had an incredible run that really probably was a mistake by the selection committee. I know they messed up, and it's not fair to that group. But uh, when we go to the NCAA tournament and we go to Indianapolis and we put that jersey on that says Drexel basketball, we're not just representing – ourselves and our families and the people of Drexel now. We're representing anybody that has ever 
set foot on this campus, that has gone to class at Drexel, that has taught at Drexel, and most importantly, our former players that didn't get this opportunity, we're playing for them next week. No doubt. Coach Spiker, thank you for your time today before you go to Indy. Thanks for making time for me, man. I love our chats, man. And keep getting our ATL guys up there to you guys, man. I love talking to you always, my brother. And be safe. Be blessed, man. I wish you all the best here in Indy, man. Thank you so much, JR. Atlanta to Philadelphia, direct flight, hour and 10 minutes. Anybody can get here. <laughs> yes, indeed. Coach Spiker, hey, you be good, but talk to you real soon, man. Take care. Go Dragons. Yes, sir. When your space has the long-lasting, noticeable scent of Airwick Vibrant Scented Oils, you'll want to invite everyone over, from book club to the fantasy league, even the in-laws. It smells amazing. Airwick Vibrant Scented Oils are infused with two times more natural essential oils versus regular Airwick Scented Oils for our most authentic, nature-inspired fragrance experience. Hmm. Transform your space with scents like white sage and mahogany or lavender and water lily. Now that's a breath of fresh Airwick.